she's in the hospital. So the minister is not here and the deputy also is not. So, but as the, the report, we can take it from the from the DG anyway. Sure. And anyway, many responses to this comes from the, the DG's office in most instances. Yeah. Yes, sir. So I don't think it's a train smash. We'll just have to check what the numbers will say. All right. Okay. All right, Jeff. Let's wait for uh, and the quorum. Are we forming a quorum? For now, there's three members. Share yourself, Honorable Kilion and Honorable Dongeni. But it's still uh, eight minutes to go. Yep. Okay, we'll just wait uh, and see if we're forming a quorum. All right. All right, sure. All right, sure. Yes, I'm sure I'm going to be late. I'm going. I'm connected, but I'm I'm on the way. You on there? Hello. Hello. I'm still on the way, sir. You're still on the way. Oh no, sure. Yes. Yeah. But I'm sure I'm going to be stable on around about five minutes. Okay, no, sure. Then we can start the meeting. We'll we'll get us. Sure, sure. Um, how many are we now for? Four, yes, sir. We only shot of one member. Uh, no time, did you count? You've counted me, Malika. I'm connected. <laughs>
three o'clock now. And three o'clock now, yeah. Yes, and the meeting does for my parents. Okay, thanks a lot, uh, Noltando. Um, good afternoon, honorable members, and good afternoon to the department. Um, we, this uh, a meeting of the select committee to look at the, the report of the department as to what they did in the past financial year uh, in terms of the goals that they set themselves and also the finances, the budget that we passed, they'll give us a report on how that budget was used. Um, um, DG, welcome to the meeting. Um, can you fly the agenda for us? Uh, no, thank you very much, Honorable uh, Chairperson, and uh, good afternoon to the Honorable Members of the Select Committee. Thank you. Uh, welcome, DJ. And there's the agenda, Honorable Members, uh, opening and welcome by the Chairperson. Uh, the presentation, uh, and then the last one will be an in-house thing. We'll release you by that time, uh, so that we we'll look at the internal matters of the committee. Uh, there's the agenda. Any 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 addition to this agenda? If there is none, any move of adoption of the agenda? Christians move to adopt, Chairperson. Oh, yeah. Honorable um, Christians move. Any second? Malika seconds. Malika seconds. Thanks, thanks a million. Um, our members, let's move to apologies. Um, we have uh, two main apologies here. That's the minister is out of the country uh, accompanying the president. And the deputy minister is in a meeting. They said three line whip in the uh, NA. I think they're discussing the Dora. So it is important that she be there. Uh, so we, because this is a question, this is a meeting of the committee to get the reports on our achievements as this committee. I mean, as the department with that committee. Um, do members find these uh, apologies in order before we continue? Yes, uh, yes, Chair, let's... Hello? Hi, General Okay. Let's take the um, apologies. Let's accept the apologies. Okay, no, thanks. Um, there is no, if there's no objection to that, I'll move. Are there further apologies uh, for this meeting? Yes, Chair, there is an apology from Honorable Lutuli. Uh, she is hospitalized. Oh. Okay. Oh, no, yeah, no. Um, may she get well soon. Um, no, thank you. There are the apologies, honorable members. I think we should uh, just 
get into the program now. Um, where I am, I'll have to leave at five o'clock because I'm squatting at the late Honorable Joyce uh, Malulekas' office because of network uh, challenges. Um, without much ado, let's move on to the presentation by by the DG. Well, welcome, DG, and your team. Um, yeah. We waiting for your report about what happened uh, with the budget and the programs that we that we supported uh, in the last uh, financial year. Over to you, DG. No, thank you, thank you very much, uh, Honourable Chairperson. And uh, again, good afternoon to all the honourable members of the Select Committee. Um, we have uh, in my team. Uh, in this meeting, I've got the Deputy Director General, um, DTG Khan, Sumaya Khan, responsible for what we call Program 2, uh, and that has more to do Recording in progress. Recreation uh, and sport development. And then I've got uh, DTG Mandi um, Sachikotamba, responsible for corporate services. I also, Chairperson, have got uh, DDG Kumalo, responsible for arts, culture, promotion, and development. And then I've got um, the acting CFO, um, who is Ms. Mondele. Uh, in the meeting also present is um, Dr. Sakiwo um, Chiso, who is responsible for strategy planning, monitoring, and evaluation in the department. And of course, then I've got um, for program four, which is heritage promotion, is um, Mr. Uh, currently is uh, represented by Mr. Ivan Langefeld, as um, DDG Ndema is of sick, um, also. So that is uh, mainly the team. And then I've got from my side uh, in my office, um, both um, Lord Witch, who would be flighting the presentation, as well as Bongi uh, Ramalepe who is the acting director in the office of the director general. Um, in a nutshell, uh, Honorable Chairperson, that is the constitution of the team. In our presentation, uh, Honorable Chair, is um, in, in two parts, but I would like just to indicate that uh, we have tried to decipher the information where possible so that uh, the honorable members will have a sense about what it means for their provinces. Uh, in terms of the breakdown uh, provinces. We've got that as an agenda uh, that uh, should the members want to need the breakdown, we should be able to share that with you. So the presentation is in two parts. The first part is in relation to the performance and the other part is in relation to finances as Chairperson has actually captured it. How do we have the outline um, set out? Is that we outline the purpose with the introduction then we provide performance overview, departmental performance overview results, as well as overview of specific programs uh, that we have, which is four of them in the department. And then of course, we'll table the expenditure report. Chairperson, if we then we proceed to the next slide, we just want to indicate that uh, the context under which we're presenting this report has been that we have faced a number of challenges 
in, in this regard around the COVID-19. So we want to just table this uh, as to how did we perform to the select committee? And then this is also then required by law in terms of accountability and providing the select committee to do its oversight. What were the context and circumstances under which the plan was delivered was that of the onset of the COVID-19, um, which then uh, resulted in the state of emergency and there is a consequent we then had to deal with the issues of the constraint to seven five, yeah. isn't it? Yes, because there's no other board here. <coughs> Turn on your right. Hey, can we have one meeting, please? Can people mute their phones? Thanks, uh, Honorable Chairperson. So we had uh, those uh, challenges of lockdowns and restrictions that were varying from level one to level five, impacting on then the performance and work of the department. We also then had to look at uh, risk-based relaxations, where if uh, the relaxations are available, how then do we respond to ensure that we still deliver? Budget cuts became the order of the day, particularly in redirecting these funds, reprioritizing them towards saving lives, uh, particularly in the foot towards the Department of Health uh, rather than the other businesses, but also in terms of relief efforts Department had to undertake. And then, of course, we had to adjust the plans almost at uh, three levels um, so that uh, we are able to respond to the new normal. And that is why then the report will be presented as per guidelines of the DP and ME. But Chairperson, if we then, uh, what did we do when we had this onset of COVID? We had to do what we call uh, some surveys through our cultural observatory, which is the research arm of the department on both the CCIs, which is cultural creative industries, as well as the sports sector. Under the, just the synopsis um, at a high level, under cultural industries, the respondents that we got, 95% of them had reported that uh, due to the in onset of this COVID, they had to either cancel or indefinitely postpone their work, while 11% of businesses indicated and, and freelancers clearly indicated that they would be able to continue with about 60% or more of their normal businesses, while the 45% was clear that they could not continue at all. And then 38% of the employers, they indicated that they were ending employment of short-term contract workers or informal employees. Then when we just did that survey also on the sports sector, 83.7% of the respondents indicated they would only be able to survive for a period of about six months under the current circumstances of a lockdown. And 89.8% indicated that uh, government, they believed government was not doing enough to support the sports federations during the current pandemic. 42.9% of respondents indicated relief funding was their key priority in order to survive in terms of the support they needed from government. 34.7% indicated that they, an early return to play would be the best priority for them to survive than to live on handouts of government in terms of support. So what then transpired, Chairperson, was that uh, they also we asked the first sports federations about 
what were the main sources of their income. And we've got a breakdown there that indicated that um, uh, the federations, 34 of them out of 49, said that they were getting money through national government and or lottery, and then uh, through broadcast rights, only four. And then event uh, revenue was 24 of those um, um, sporting uh, federations, and then coaching, only three. Those who got income through sponsorship were 13, and those who got grants from international federations were two, while those who survived on affiliation fees at most were 37. Now, what then did this mean for us was to then scale down on the issue of services um, uh, as against the original APP plan, but also to then look at uh, the planned medium term outcomes not being achieved and uh, within the national initial timeframes. There were projects that had to be halted um, and not be able to proceed while they had already started. Then athletes and artists not being adequately prepared for competitions, uh, particularly nationally, such as Olympics and Paralympics. We then had economic hardships or loss of income that was devastating to the professional athletes, artists, and even those who are not professional. This then made it clear that there was a need for the relief, yet this was in the face of budget cuts from the normal activities of the department. Now, we had to then uh, respond by revising the plans in terms of the original uh, uh, APP, and a thorough situational analysis was done to determine what could still be achieved in the face of these lockdowns, what needed to be reduced, and what it is that needed to be either completely abandoned or be deferred. But also we had to determine what are the new indicators that are going to be required so that the appropriation of the budget can then be spent in line with that. And that included the issues of then prioritizing response to COVID-19. Projections of delivery based on COVID-19 lockdowns levels also had to be made to determine what it is that we can still achieve throughout the, the APP period and what it is that we needed to remove and at what areas can we deliver and which areas were most affected and therefore regarded as hotspots. But also we had to look at capacity to deliver as the staff had to work from home and sometimes needed then additional tools of the trade to do their work. But also we need to look at what other methods of delivery or modes of delivery can we use, like the initiatives relating to live streaming, as well as virtual meetings that we had to use. The re-engineering then of existing programs um, in terms of um, labor-intensive programs uh, needed to be looked at in order to respond uh, in terms of job losses that were quite prevalent uh, at the time for the country. Budget adjustments um, also needed to be re-considered um, uh, and be able to move according to what is available. And this department's budget was reduced by approximately 956 million rands. Chairperson, the next uh, cycle is just indicating what I've just explained in terms of how did we respond. So I won't go into detail, but it just indicates that uh, the summer of events, we were faced with an era marked by a lot of instability, uncertainty, as well as disruptions. 
but then we had to we tabled in in March uh, the APP of 2021. Then we submitted again the operational plan that we had to finalize, and this was done. Then COVID struck just when these plans had been uh, finalized. So then we had to reassess and do situation analysis of this COVID, and then we had to look at the impact on both the AOP, which is the annual operational plan, as well as the COVID uh, situation. That was in May. We then had to revise the AP, the AOP, uh, to reflect these adjustments. Then, as we all know, National Treasury then had to also revisit the whole budget and have a new budget tabled uh, as an adjustment budget in, in June. This revised budget then had to reflect on our plans, which were then revised, and eventually the revised APP was then presented uh, to the portfolio committee, and then that is then paving the way, that's paving the way for implementing this APP. Honorable Chair, what we then have is that this report now tabled is in line with the guidelines that were later then provided for us after the changes that were implemented due to COVID. DPME provided their guidelines for compilation of this annual report uh, on two levels. One, reporting at actual achievement until the date of the retabling, which was in, in, in March. Two, reporting on actual achievement from the second quarter until the fourth quarter. And finally, making a cumulative report in terms of the performance of the department. So I present to you, Honorable Chair and members, the performance overview. Recording stopped. Where we are indicating that 26 we had 39 targets, of which 26 um, percent. Recording in progress. And that reflects as 10. And I will indicate the 10 in the next page. 74% was then uh, achieved, which translates to concretely 29 out of 39. Targets not achieved are the following. Number of services modernized, that is the automation of processes. Two, percentage of invoices paid within 30 days. The number of heritage legacy projects implemented. Then the number of resistance and reparation heritage root sites developed and managed, the number of capacity building projects financially supported, number of provincial community arts development programs implemented per year, the issue of the number of moral regeneration movement projects financially supported, and the overarching social compact that we needed to conclude, the number of gender-based violence and femicide programs financially supported, and the number of artists placed in schools per year. We provide the detail then in terms of rationale behind each of the non-achieved targets, which is 10 out of the 39. Chairperson, how did then each program perform in the department? Administration had five targets and two were not achieved, translating to 40% against 60 that was achieved. Recreation, development, and sport promotion which is program two, uh, we had the two against 12 not achieved, translating to 83% of achievement. While we have uh, arts and culture promotion and development, which had uh, six targets out of 16 not achieved, translating to 
of achievement. And then of course, um, the heritage promotion and preservation, which achieved all its targets, which was six out of six at a hundred percent. I will then provide the breakdown in terms of administration targets. And then the first slide just indicates what constitutes administration of program one, which is mainly ministry management, strategic planning and management corporate services, the office of the CFO, as well as office accommodation. The targets that were uh, then set for this, firstly, is to indicate chairperson, there is an indicator and that will indicate percentage of intents enrolled and the original planned uh, as tabled originally was that it would be 5% of the staff complement. When, did, when we did the revision and retable, uh, did we change this target? The answer is no. However, we were able to then achieve 5.8% of intents, which uh, literally translates to 30 uh, against 517 staff members, which is why then there is a plus 0.8% uh, uh, increase in terms of achieving this target. Number of services uh, modernized, which is uh, the original plan was for two, uh, even after adjustment, nothing changed here. We still enter to achieve uh, the automation of two processes. The two services that were not modernized, however, we had made progress in this regard. One was in relating to South African geographical names um, system, uh, where we had a tender and the bidders were then invited to attend and participate during the uh, bidding process. And there was then a briefing held only in February and on the 12th of 2021, where we had to resort to the use of the Microsoft Teams. And then the tender was closed on the 12th of March and uh, will only then evaluation process will now commence uh, and be finalized in the new financial year so that the system can then be finalized uh, by the that order of the new financial year. Then for the call center uh, consultation, uh, it required extended consultation and people not being at work. And we constantly had to find opportunities to have this. Hence, then the tender processes and bid specifications delayed, uh, resulting in this being moved to the second quarter of 2021-2022. And then on the issue of the administration and uh, target 1.3, this was in relation to awareness campaigns. And this target was revised from nine to four. And however, we're able to achieve seven which is now um, having an achievement of three. And this is really mainly based on the department able to conduct these campaigns uh, as the three campaigns were in quarter one as per the initial, a, initial APP. And then the four other ones were in, then in the last uh, two or three quarters, which is quarter two to four as per the retable, the APP. Target not achieved was the issue of the invoices not paid in um, within 30 days. This is mainly based on one particular invoice uh, that uh, got delayed by three days, and uh, the CFO will give detail in this regard. But um, uh, the rest was done. 
how many invoices did we process was 1,496, of which then one of those was not uh, uh, processed, uh, uh, resulting in 99.93% of the invoices being paid within uh, 30 days. Chairperson, on the issue of the target um, relating to the functionality of the boards for the entities, 100% and all of the boards were properly constituted and were functional. And a program to Honorable Chairperson, recreation, development, and sport promotion. At a high level, this target, this uh, particular program talks to uh, sub-programs of Winning Nation, which is about uh, elite athletes development, Active Nation, which is about mass participation, sport support, which relates to the integrated support systems in order to deliver sport and recreation. Then the infrastructure, which deals with provision of sport recreation, arts and culture facilities, as well as technical support uh, during construction, repair and renovations. How did we perform against this program? Our indication is that um, the number of athletes that were supported uh, through the scientific support uh, program per year, this target was revised from 80 to 40, and uh, all 40 uh, athletes were then supported through this program. Then the next target was about athletes supported through the sport academies. Also, this target was revised because it involves um, participation uh, of people and uh, it does not really lend itself well with social distancing and the issues of gatherings. So we reduced it to 1,850, but fortunately we were able to achieve a 2,249, which is 399 more than the revised target that we had. Then, of course, we had a target relating to number of sport and recreation campaigns and events implemented. The intention was 10 to do two after revising the target from eight, but we're able to do three more uh, in relation to this. And they are big work, national creation, as well as ministerial outreach programs. Then the other one was um, the target that was uh, revised drastically from 46,964 in terms of sport party people actively participating in sport and recreation campaigns and events per year. We were able here, Chairperson, against the target of 2,400, achieved the 3,553 um, of people uh, who participated in these programs organized by the department. Uh, that is an overjoyment of 1,153. Also, then there was a target that was revised of the number of people participating in organized sport and active recreation events from 355,000 to 5,000. But fortunately, with the relaxations, we were able to do 58,439 translating to 53,439 more than was planned after the revised target. The number of schools, hubs provided with equipment and attire, the target did not change, remained at 2,500, and were able to provide 5,324 schools, clubs, as well as hubs 
that you were able to benefit, which was an overachievement of 2,824. We had also a plan, plan we had planned to have uh, at least 50% or more of all prescribed charter transforming targets uh, achieved by these uh, 19 prioritized sporting codes. And they were at 68.4% originally, and this target was not changed because at the heart of it is transformation agenda. So there are 19 federations uh, that have to subscribe to the charter transformation targets. So under the in review, we had 16 of these federations who were audited and submitted their reports and achieved 50% or more of the 60% prescribed charter of transformation targets. However, three did not submit uh, their data. Hence, then we are reporting against the, nine, the 16 that was able to submit those reports. The number of municipalities provided with technical and management support, the target was not changed. The remainder 35 and 35 of them those municipalities were then supported during construction. The next target, Chairperson, is about the number of community gyms and children's play parks constructed so that uh, we have an active nation. We fight the diseases of obesity, diabetes, and all these comorbidities by enabling conditions for exercise. We had planned 10 of these gyms and uh, 10 of them were achieved. And uh, we're reporting that uh, all of those then uh, have been uh, indeed uh, put into completion uh, by end of the financial year. The number of heritage legacy projects implemented, the target was two, and the two infrastructure projects were not um, uh, revised. So the implementation of these two legacy projects is still underway uh, at the end of the financial year. And these are Sarah Bartman as well as in Yogeni. We then clarify what is a challenge here, Honorable Chairperson, that with Sarah Bartman, there were serious delays due to contractual disputes and payments between the contractor and the public works and infrastructure department. The Yogeni Cultural Precinct, we entered into an MOU with the KZN Department of Transport and Recreation and there was then a delay in there in terms of the MOU being finalized on time and, and therefore then resulted in all the procurement stages being um, pushed back and then it resulted also then into those delays being impacted upon by COVID-19 lockdowns for any construction to be initiated. Chairperson, Provincial number of provincial resistance and liberation heritage routes. This target was revised from nine to three, and the only two provincial resistance and liberation heritage routes uh, sites were developed and managed, and that refers to the Winnemucca Mandela, which was achieved in terms of practical completion, as well as our Tambo Memorial M site, which was also in terms of completion. The other one which is Nelson Mandela House in the power side, is the one that uh, we had to first go through the feasibility study, and therefore we could not start with the issue of this site being uh, developed and 
managed in the year under review. Honorable Chairperson, then the next target was the re in relation to the percentage of COVID relief applications from the athletes, coaches, and technical personnel being processed. All of them were processed, and those who were successful were provided with the relief. Number of learners in the National School Sport Championship per year, this target had to be discontinued. Uh, because at the time, the only forecast for schools due to the lockdowns and lost time in terms of curriculum delivery and teaching and learning was the focus on curriculum uh, recovery. And therefore, then school board almost came to a complete standstill. The next program is Program 3, Honorable Chairperson. This is Arts and Culture Promotion and Development which involves a lot of engagement and direct face-to-face -face events. This program is constituted of um, national language services, which promotes the use and equal status of all official languages in the country, and it includes the issues of developing what we call language terminologies, as well as human language technology, but also the issues of translation and editing services in all official languages, supporting anyone who submits us documents to the department, but also the awarding of bursaries. Then the sub-program also talks to the cultural and creative industries development. This is about support to the cultural and creative industries by developing strategies, implementing sector development programs, supporting sector organizations, as well as providing training support to arts and culture practitioners. Then we've got a component of international cooperation, which involves a number of uh, engagements at multilateral and bilateral level in building continental and international relations through art, culture, and heritage. We then have got a social cohesion and nation building, which implements the national social cohesion strategy and brings targeted groups in arts, culture, and heritage, including arts and culture in schools, as well as and the programs that relate to social cohesion and that we need to implement as per the mandate of government under priority six. Then we've got uh, the big one, which is the golden economy, which is aimed at creating economic and job opportunities, but also is aimed at ensuring that uh, we design programs that will help develop audiences who can attend to the artistic events, but also then create demand while we also increase market access for the creatives, as well as the issue of skills development. Lastly, Chairperson, it talks to the issues of support to National Film and Video Foundation as we do transfers to them. So what are their targets? Chairperson, the targets are a number of multi-human language technology projects supported. This target was not adjusted. It remained at six and six were done. Percentage of documents received translated. The target have always been 100% to process what is received. And therefore then that was done. And then the number of bursaries awarded for the development of qualified language practitioners. And the target was also not adjusted at 300. Fortunately, here, due to the cost variation between the universities, we were able to do 186 more, therefore 486 was done. 
Then on the issue of the local and international market access platforms, financially supported, this target was revised down by 50% from 12 to 6, resulting in six that were to be done, uh, local and international market access platforms, and this was then achieved. The number of capacity building projects financially supported, target was revised from 20 to 14, and 10 of these were done which means four were not achieved, and therefore then this remained an underachieved target. Chairperson, the annual or digested target could not be met because two of these envisaged capacity projects were only financed partially, in other words, not fully, and then the other two of these projects could not be initiated at all. So we were able to do 10 instead of 14. And then with a target of nine for the number of community as the wrong programs implemented, we were able to do eight, and the one was not done as we reported as not achieved. And uh, that is mainly due to the, the fact that uh, we could not be meeting this target as one province, which was in the Western Cape, did not complete the implementation of its program uh, within the year under review and they could only be able to have this completed at the end of June 2021. The next target here is in relation to the number of international engagements. The target was revised from 20 to 7, and we were able to do six more, which translate to 13 that was done. And the overachieved target is mainly due to the projects that we regard as maybe ad hoc projects initiated by our international counterparts and we to make sure that we comply and meet and implement these projects. The next one, Chairperson was uh, not achieved is a number of moral regeneration movement projects financially supported. Five moral regeneration movement projects were financially supported. However, our problem was that only two were able to be implemented even if the budget was transferred and these three that were not uh, mainly the issues of anti or that were achieved anti-femicide campaign as well as a moral regional movement month of july the other three which is youth dialogues ethical leadership project charter of positive values could not be done due to covid 19 as they require a face-to-face -face engagement the next target, Chairperson, was the number of community conversations or dialogues to foster social interaction, reduced from 20 to 10, and all of 10 were achieved. And then the other one was number of youth-focused arts development programs, revised from four to three, and all three were done. And then the number of uh, advocacy platforms on social cohesion, revised from 20 to 15, and fortunately, 20 were still able to be done, and the target here was adjusted. However, the additional five advocacy platforms were implemented due to the opportunities that became available as the relaxations uh, took place of the COVID restrictions. A social compact for social cohesion and nation building was revised. There were going to be two reports reported on its implementation. However, that was subject to the finalization of the compact itself and thereafter the implementation. And this could not be achieved as the compact could not be concluded in time. So 
waste target was then not achieved. The number of gender-based violence and femicide financially supported target was one, and this target was not achieved, although financially uh, supported support was being provided. Out of the three projects that were to be were planned, one was not fully implemented, and that project was a one called Project for the Boys. But the other two in this target were done, but because you need three to make it a fully achieved, so then two out of three uh, is not fully achieved. Hence, then we have reported it is not achieved. The number of projects in the creative industries supported through Nzanzi Golden Economy, uh, the target was revised from 88 to 12, and the 13 of these projects were then done, uh, which is an addition of one more. What was that uh, for completeness of the reporting, 18 projects, in fact, were supported. And of the 18, however, 13 were fully supported and five were partially supported. The next target was the number of artists placed in schools. As I indicated earlier, this target was not achieved as there was no, the schools had to prioritize curriculum development and therefore then we couldn't place artists in schools. And then the number of reports produced by SACO, the target was reduced to 13 from 16. And we were able to do, however, 17 due to the demand to do impact of COVID and, and uh, research uh, so that it can inform our practice in going forward. The number of public awareness activations, uh, this target was discontinued, and that is why it is reported as such. The last program, Jefferson, is a number is it relating to heritage promotion and preservation. All the targets here were achieved, and uh, what does it constitute? Subprogram one is heritage promotion, and this supports various initiatives and projects under heritage. This would include things like a transformation of the landscape of heritage uh, through conceptualization and or equipping and operationalizing legacy projects. This will include the resistance and liberation heritage route, the relocation of statues uh, that are an antithesis to our democratic values and constitutional uh, principles, as well as the of heraldry, which talks to the national symbols which also then deal with the issues of uh, popularizing these national symbols. But this also includes the talk about the national flag, as well as the issue of awarding the national uh, orders uh, to the deserving eminent persons, but also then development and review of policies relating to legislation. The second component deals with national archive services which is a memory of the nation that is to be stored and secured. And then of course, it is upon the public library services where we deal with the issue of transfers for the construction and or upgrading of libraries, but also provide budget for hiring of personnel as well as purchase of library materials. The last component is of course, the one that is well known about name changes and the names that are not in line with our constitution, they are offensive and that need to be changed under the banner of South African Geographical Names Council. Chairperson, I indicated targets were achieved. 
the number of students awarded bursaries relating to heritage, 65 and 70 students were given bursaries. This is the same as I've indicated in terms of cost and that you are able to then to get more to participate if one university offers a course at a lesser cost than anticipated. Fortunately, we've got an arrangement that then they will have a higher intake in that regard. The number of books documenting the living human treasures drafted, the target was two, we were able to do those two. This is where we do the decoding of knowledge and information from our living treasures so that this information knowledge can be passed from one generation to another should the unfortunate happen that they pass on. So who were these living treasures and whose books were able to be done? It's a Ubabam Kwako Enoch Mabiga who deals with carving out of his own way. That is what the book is called. And then of course Mama Beauty Nongo, who deals with the issues of weaving and the book is weaving wisdom into art. So honorable chairperson, the next target was about conducting the feasibility study on the monumental flag that we would intend to install in this country. And therefore then this feasibility study was conducted and it has been finalized. Of course then the next target was in relation to the number of heritage policies developed uh, one was targeted and one was done, and uh, this policy is about repatriation of human remains and heritage objects. And this has been done and was approved by cabinet as planned on the 16th of March 2021. The next one was digitization of records. We had a target of 50, and we were able to do 60 of these records that were digitized and the 10 um, additional records that were, were just as a result of us having um, to be part of the Presidential Employment Stimulus Program. And this then gave us additional personnel to be able to do more of records being digitized. Then the last one was in relation to the number of newly built or modular libraries being supported financially. This was revised from 29 to 12 and however, we're able to deliver 33 newly built and modular libraries. The additional 21 chairperson is as a result of the projects that had been financially supported but had not been completed by provinces. And then the provinces were able to complete these projects. And as a, as a consequence, the five projects, as we talk of these 33, just to indicate the breakdown that uh, five were practically completed and they are at Greenpoint, Tuvalu, South Span, Wipatong, and Kumeweel, And then the 28 projects were financially supported and are at various stages of development. Thank you, Honorable Chairperson. The rest are those targets that were discontinued. I will then, Chairperson, request that uh, colleague that is the budget. Ms. Mondele. Thank you, DG. Good afternoon, Chairperson of the Select Committee and Honorable Members. Good afternoon to colleagues from the Department. The presentation that we'll be taking you through is the financial report as at the end of March 
2021. This report, it has the departmental summary of the budget versus expenditure per program and per economic classification. Excuse me, ma'am. If you don't have um, any challenges, could you switch your, your video on, your camera on? Just to see who we are talking to, if if the, if it's not a problem with your network. Okay. You are um, show your face. Example. Dear Yes, the presentation uh, it will also show budget um, versus expenditure per program and per and economic classification. Next slide. This is the summary at a high level, Chairperson, where in the department we've got four programs. Program one is administration, program two, recreation, development, and sport promotion, program three, arts and culture promotion and development, program four, heritage promotion and preservation. And here we're showing the final appropriation uh, or the final budget after all the adjustments that happened in the last financial year or the 2021 financial year program one, we ended at 493,555,000 rand. That was the budget and the expenditure thereof was 485.2, which translates to about 98.3% of the budget that was spent. Program two, we had a budget of 1 billion, 55,949,000, and we spend out of that 982,787,000, which translates to 93.1% of the budget. Program three, as culture, promotion and development, we had a budget of 1,6 billion, and we spent 1,5 billion, and uh, translating to 97.7%. The last program, HPP, we had a budget of 2,1 billion and we spent about 2,1 billion translating to 99.62%. In total as the department, we had spent out of the budget that we had of 5,3 billion, we had spent 5,1 billion. And then uh, the surplus or money that was unspent is 135.2 million and that translated to 97.5%. This would be then showing the budget at high level, also per economic classification, where we've got the economic classification, compensation of employees, goods and services, transfers to provinces and municipalities that are your conditional grants, departmental agencies, those also are transfers, NPIs, foreign government international organization, higher education institutions, households, public corps and private enterprises, those are transfers, heritage assets, machinery and equipment, software and other intangible assets, payment for financial assets or thefts and losses. And in the COE category, you moved first. In the COE category, our total spending from the budget of 380.2 million, we spent 333.7, then translated to 87.8%. That is the total spending uh, percentage. Goods and services, we spend about 95.6% of that budget of 483.6. Transfers to our provinces, that is our conditional grant to mass participation and library grants, 
we spend almost 100%, that is 99.29. Departmental agencies and accounts, these are transfers to our entities mainly. We had a budget of 2,2. We spent 2,2, which translated to 99.4%. NPIs, the budget where our federations are paid and other institutions or sporting recreational bodies that are paid, we had a budget of 476,1, we spent for the triple four comma four, which translated to 93.4%. Transfers for foreign government and international organizations, we got a budget of 5,9 million. We spent 5,2 million, translating to 88.1%. The next line, higher education, we transferred 100% of that budget. Public corps and private Enterprises, we had a budget of 61,9. We transferred 59,4, which translated to 88.7%. Uh, payment for heritage assets, we have a budget of 92.4, and we had spent 83.3, translating to 90.1%. Budget for machinery and equipment, we had a budget of 11,4 million. We spent 11 million, translating to 96 0.8%. Software and other assets, there was 115,000. We have spent it all 100%. Payment for financial assets here, these are the write-offs that we had incurred on the losses that we had incurred as a department. There we've got a budget of 14,000 and we have spent that in total 100%. Next slide. Here, chairperson and committee members, we're showing the reasons or we're giving reasons of uh, these categories or economic classification per spending. As said before that we had an 87.8 spending on the COE, that is compensation of employees. Mainly the difference of 46.5 million was caused by the vacancies that we had as a department at year end. If we remember, Chairperson and colleagues, that uh, we couldn't continue with a feeling of vacancies, especially during the first few months of the hard lockdown, whereby there were no adverts that uh, the department could do as per the directives that we had re received from the Minister of Public, uh, Ad Public Service and Administration, where there was a directive that as departments, we have to extend the closing dates of the vacancies or, or the posts that were already advertised. So this related in some delays and unfortunately at the year end we've got posts that were not finalized. So under COE, those are the percentages per program that translated to the spending of 87.8. The next slide will be economic classification, goods and services. Here we had a variance or unspent funds of 21,2 million due to the cancellation of departmental events that we had to cancel due to the declaration of the national COVID lockdown, which had an impact, a high or high impact on our travel costs, then we ended up with that variance. This also, this slide shows how uh, the each programs have spent under their goods and services. Program one, due to, to the uh, shifting that we had done with the environments. That's why you see that we had spent 100% of the goods and services budget, which was 3.4.
program two, they had 56.8, they spent 43.3, which translates to 72.2%. Program three, ACPD, they had a budget of 99.5 million, and then they spent 97.5, translating to 98%. HPP, which is program four, had a budget of 22.8, spending was 17.1, translating to 75.3. On average, goods and services, we ended up spending 95.6% of the budget. Thank you. Transfers to provinces. And here we've got a savings. Sorry, we didn't have a savings. We transferred 100% of the budget to the provinces. The budget was a 1.2 billion and 100% of it was transferred. This slide is to show Chaperson and the members how the allocations of the library community grant per province. We can move to the next slide. And the, this one is also a 100% transfer. There is no variance of the 368.1 for the mass participation support uh, development grant that was transferred to the provinces. Those are the allocations per province. We can move to the next slide. Departmental agencies. Here, this is our institutions that we have in the department. As we know that we've got 27 institutions and there was a variance or unspent amount of 14.4 million due to one, uh, the implementation of public PESP, public arts presidential employment stimulus package where there were delays and there there were savings and also delays with the Invisible Museum courtyard, courtyard project due to COVID-19 restrictions. Also, these slides that are following under departmental agencies, they show the different allocations and the spending thereof. Let's move to the next slide. This is a continuation of other institutions for heritage institutions. Next slide. Next slide. Departmental agencies for libraries also is a continuation of departmental agencies. Let's move on. These are the agencies under sport and recreation uh, and development program. Also, there was a transfer to both of them 100%. Next slide. Departmental agencies for constitutional institutions. Also, we had spent almost 100% of their 100% of their transfers of their budget. It's like then foreign government and international organizations. Here we had a variance of 705,000 or 705,000 mainly attributed to the fluctuation rate between the rent and pound towards the subscription fees that we had paid for Commonwealth Foundation. Then it translated uh, in an 88.1% spending from the budget of 5.9, and the spending on the actual transfer was 5.2 million. Next slide. Households, here we had a variance or unspent amount of 2.3 million due to the lockdown that necessitated to closure of schools. And this on the spending under ministerial bursaries, we didn't transfer all the amounts as budgeted. This re resulted in us underspending. If we can check 
the line Bazaris non-employees, that is the Mr. Bazari under scientific support. There was a budget of 5,1 and we spent 2,9, which translated to about 57%. Then on average, uh, in total, the spending under this classification under household, we had spent 89,7%. Next slide. Public cops and private uh, enterprises, there was an underspending of 7 million due to the incomplete reports uh, for the MGE beneficiaries that resulted in the department not transferring the second tranches at year end. These are the public cops uh, where we had a budget of 61,9 and we ended up the making transfer of 54,9, pardon me, which translated to 88.7%. Next slide. Non-profit institutions, these are the different entities that we make transfers to. We had a variance of 31.6 million due to the underspend, is due to the incomplete reports, again, that uh, some Zanzi Golden or MGE recipients or beneficiaries uh, not submitting by end, resulting in the department not transferring the second changes and the delays also the implementation of the PSP program towards the creation of jobs for monitoring of compliance COVID-19 regulations in sport. So here, this shows the different institutions where transfers in others was made 100%, others not, but the total budget is 102.4 and we transferred 94.8, translating to 92.5%. Next slide, please. These are the transfers to other entities still under MPIs, BASA, Engelberg, Blind SA, and we translated, we transferred 100% of the budget under this category. Next slide. Again, these are entities or under this program to sport, different sport federations who transferred 86.3%. Their budget was 174.9. We had transferred 150.9, translating to 86.3. 100% of the budget of New Love Life was transferred and 100% of the Sports Trust budget was transferred. Next slide. Transfers to higher education institutions, we had transferred 100% of this budget of 5,8% to the various universities for the human language technology projects. Next slide. Under the economic classification heritage assets, we had spent 90.1% of the budget of 92.4 that was allocated here. The variance of 9.1 million is due to the National Archives Old Library a final account not paid to DPW, to the service provider by DPW, as appointed company uh, is owned by an alleged illegal foreigner, and Home Affairs and DPW are resolving this matter. Secondly, JL Dube House, there was time lost on account of local community disturbances on the site where the contractor had to suspend work on site due to the uh, hostile takeover. 
Number three, the OR Tambo Memorial Garden of Re Re Remembrance. The installation of the OR Tambo statue could not happen due to the ongoing investigation that the department had, institution that which has not been completed. Lastly, Bulugwane Performing Arts Center, the visibility study for the project was only completed late in the financial year and construction will only begin in February 2022. So those are the reasons that led to that budget not being fully spent. Next slide. Under machinery and equipment, we had a variance or underspending of 370,000 due to delays that had happened in the procurement of some IT equipment that uh, we ended up spending 96.8% of that budget. Next slide. Move on. Then, uh, as I said, Chairperson, the slides uh, that would follow program one to program four, here we're showing the breakdown of the spending per, pro per economic classification in a certain program, program one administration. This is the, the picture that we ended up at 98.3. May I not read line by line, Chairperson, because the reasons of this understanding are the ones that I have just uh, summarized in all the economic classifications. Program two also, they had a budget as said before of 1 billion and they spent 982.7 million translating to 93.1%. Program three. In this program, there was a budget of 1.6 or 1.599 and they spend 1.562, translating to 97.7%. Lastly, program four, we had a budget of 2.1 billion and we spent 2.1 billion, translating to 99.2%. We had given the reasons of the underspending in all economic classifications. Thank you, Chairperson and um, members. Uh, thanks, um, thanks a lot, Gigi. Um, are there additions that uh, your team would like to make on the presentation? No, no, Chairperson. Yeah, if none, thanks. Um, um, Members, this is the presentation of the report by the department on the objectives that they set themselves um, in the past financial year and the budget that was allocated to them that we supported and how they've used that, uh, how they used the budget to, to achieve the set goals. Uh, what I want to check uh, for myself, Chairperson, uh, is what is happening with the, what is the progress from what we got in the papers about Robben Island Museum and Robben Island also is a heritage site. Uh, it really gives lots of people sleepless, uh, sleepless nights and I'm one of those who are worried about uh, what is happening with the, 
with our flagship. Um, they, they've been going through the reports, there have been instances of uh, financial, um, you know, what do they call this, uh, financial mismanagement uh, by people in the department, by staff. What I want to check is uh, how far are we in investigating some of these cases and making sure that we reduce the length of the cases that are, uh, some of them have been identified by your internal control and others, of course, by the, by the AG. Um, yeah, and uh, what is the progress again with the legacy projects? in terms of when do we think uh, the investigations will, will end, if we have an idea uh, with that, maybe that could be helpful. Um, there are just generally worries about, uh, you know, the statements not being prepared in, accord in accordance with the Treasury regulations and the prescribed laws in terms of the PFMA. Uh, we need to really improve on those ones. Um, Honourable members, the floor is open for further questions by the members who wants to engage with the department. Uh, over to you. Uh, I see the hand of uh, Honourable Dermain Christians. Over to you, uh, Honorable Christians. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, I just have a few questions. The first one is about the financial statements. Now, um, it was noted that there was an opening balance for irregular expenditure at the beginning of 2020-21 of 442.1 million. And then a further 3.8 million was incurred um, during this period which is now under review. Um, I just want to know as to um, what the investigations are around that irregular expenditure. Can we get inf more information about what that irregular expenditure was about? And, um, you know, again, as the chairperson also mentioned, consequence management, has that been implemented? How far is that? Um, fruitless and wasteful expenditure, um, at the beginning of the year um, was also mentioned or noted as 89.6 million. Now I take note of the fact that during this financial year, there was no fruitless and wasteful expenditure, but um, what is the report on that 89.6 million of the previous years, fruitless and wasteful expenditure? What has happened there? Um, can we get some feedback as to the progress on that? Um, you know, the, the outcome of those investigations. And then the, the findings by the Auditor General, again, um, consequence manage, uh, management, um, it was mentioned or noted by the Auditor General that investigations were not conducted into a majority of the allegations of financial misconduct uh, committed by departmental officials as required by the um, Treasury regulation. Why is that? Why are internal controls still deficient? Can we just get clarity on why investigations were not conducted and whether or not 
um, such investigations are still in the process of being conducted. Further um, along also the AG also noted that there were internal audit unit um, referred some matters relating to legacy projects for further investigation by the directorate and these were um, referred to the walks and um, if we can get feedback how far the walks are, has the report been concluded, um, what has been the outcome of that investigation by the walks. Then program two, I noted sadly there that um, there was a project or one of the, there were several projects that were not completed or the current status um, not completed in program two. One of them is that uh, Sarah Bartman Center of Remembrance project. And that project started in 2014 already and it was due for completion in 2019. Now that was even supposed to be completed before the outbreak of the pandemic. What is happening there? Why is why are these projects not being completed? And what does the current what is the fi current financial status on um, especially the Sarah Bartman um, Center of Remembrance? Is it over budget now? Are they still within budget? And how far is it from actual completion? Another um, project that is very worrisome is the um, model regeneration movement. Um, now I see that there were five um, projects, but only two were implemented. Amongst those projects are projects like the gender-based violence, especially um, those linked to our, our young boy children and so on. Why were only two completed? When will the rest of these projects be completed? And um, I, I do believe that this model regeneration movement projects are one of our most important projects in the country currently, but they have been battling to get this um, movement up and running. Can we get a little bit more information on, on that, and especially on the gender-based violence projects um, in program three that were not completed. Uh, thank you, Chairperson. I will submit a few more questions um, in writing to the department. You were muted, Chairperson. Oh, sorry, I was muted. Uh, Honorable Ndongeni, you are next. No. No. It's your, it's your, it's your chance. Yes. Okay. Do you hear me? Yes, I do. I can hear you. Oh, okay. Hey. I can go. Sorry, chair. It's a better technology. Sorry, Chair. I'm almost there.
Sorry for the delay. Uh, okay. I'm coming back, sorry. Okay, is there any other? Okay, in the meantime, can we have uh, answers to those first questions and then we can uh, deal with your technical problems and then join them, get a second bite? Uh, thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson, uh, for the questions uh, from the members. Uh, the question uh, um, uh, on RIM uh, was fortunately I'm not alone, Chairperson. Uh, I will um, ask uh, that uh, the DDG and uh, response to that. And DDG either Chikotamba or DDG Khan. But uh, I can just at a high level chair, indicate that. Uh, we believe that uh, Robben Island is uh, at least on turning around the corner uh, in this regard um, because of a number of uh, reasons. One, I think when there was an outcry around the risks related to them shutting down and having the employees uh, either laid off or their salaries cut, we can um, uh, share with you, Honorable Chairperson, that. Uh, Department intervened in this regard and saved the Robben Island through the reprocessation of the budget. And then they were provided with the funding. Over and above that, the PSP also made some contribution. So the details I will ask that uh, we do provide them uh, through the, uh, the TDGH quantum. Uh, but uh, also- Teacher, I'm having, I'm having a, a difficulty hearing. Your, your, your voice is too soft or built low. If you could raise the volume a little bit. I thought it's my phone, but... A new volume. <laughs> a new volume. <laughs> yeah, I no, think volume is not helping. No, let me ask a person um, uh, that uh, DDG uh, can or um, uh, DDG Chikwadamba, can you just take the questions relating to Robben Island? Uh, and then uh, I will let if there is anything. And then CFO one, the issue of the AFS is not prepared according to, to the BFMA uh, that was raised by the Honorable Chairperson. And then um, on the issue of allegations on financial mismanagement in the department, I, I, Chairperson, the, we haven't had uh, the issue of financial mismanagement directly leveled against them. Um, uh, the demand, except where we're talking about irregular, uh, fruitless, and wasteful expenditure, uh, which we will give the detailed response. Uh, maybe they will allow the CFO to start with that, uh, as together with the Kwadamba, including consequence management. Uh, and then we we will uh, get back to that. And then maybe uh, Mr. Langefeld and Didi can talk to the Lakers projects and the delays. Uh, because there has been intervention by the minister uh, engaging on a minister to minister level around the challenges we've been facing on Sarah Bartman and in ensuring that this project is built back on track. But I will just for specificity ask that um, my colleagues talk to that, and that includes the issue of the Hawks, then MRM also. We seem to be having uh, questions more for one or two of the 
director, deputy directors general. Did you see them? Wanna start or CFO? Yes, okay. the request was that you show your face and then you can disappear and continue so that the honorable members see this is a, not a robot. Okay, thank you. Oh, my face is showing. Um, yes. I'm not having a good network, so I'll, I'll take off the video. Um, <clears throat> On Robin Island uh, writing on the uh, first level of response that has been given by DG, I could say moving backwards uh, in terms of uh, issues of uh, governance, if we're going by what uh, has come out of their audit report, um, uh, they have come out with a good uh, unqualified uh, audit report. If we go to the issues that have been raised in terms of the uh, forensic uh, audit, the forensic audit was completed indeed. And uh, of course, uh, the, the board or the council of uh, REM is still looking at some of the issues that were raised out of the forensic audit with a plan uh, that they are working on uh, to address some of the things um, I think of the people that uh, were named in terms of officials in the forensic uh, audit remaining now is just the CFO uh, in RIM. Um, the CEO, the, the contract expired, uh, it came to an end. But um, of course, uh, the forensic audit uh, eventually, in terms of the last report, um, uh, or in terms of the last decision by the council, um, it's a decision that uh, they are handling and they are reporting on to the ministry. They have come to the minister to report on their decision regarding um, the last decision, not to further pursue the issues that uh, were initially raised as allegations uh, against the officials. And uh, in terms of the um, budget constraints, yes, uh, they have experienced severe budget uh, uh, pressures during the COVID time. Uh, and SDG was saying, uh, in terms of just salvaging the situation such that uh, they can delay the implementation of Section 189, which is the laying off of the staff members the cushioning that was provided, financial cushioning by the department, it assisted them. But they are quite aware of the fact that we are still riding up and down on the wave of COVID. So um, clearly, uh, they are still in a delicate space. But currently, they are working on a plan to review their business model, trying to see if they can have some commercial uh, activities within uh, their business uh, plan, which can assist them in improving or adding um, or augmenting their revenue through uh, other activities. So they are currently now starting to, to work on that. Um, I think on that one, I am leaving RIM. 
and I am going to the question on consequent management in relation to um, uh, the department, DSEC. <clears throat> yes, indeed, uh, our report is referring to some consequent management not implemented, but I think uh, as a background to that is the fact that uh, the year under audit had uh, a number of cases that had to be looked into. If I can mention to uh, the members, in that specific year, the department handled about 62 cases. Uh, of those 62 cases, um, only four were not uh, finalized. And then uh, close to the end of the audit, there were just another additional six. And then it started the year with uh, uh, 10 cases that have not been allocated. So that is out of a total of 68 cases that it was handling in the year. And the number is big because it is also a legacy number that is coming from the different uh, legacy departments, the two departments that were before, and some and, and at times uh, reconstructing um, a, a, a evidence uh, after the measure of the, the two de departments. Uh, it, it took a turn of some, some delays uh, during uh, the measure stages of the two departments. Um, but uh, currently, uh, even the 10 uh, cases that were not yet attended to are currently be, being uh, attended to. Some of them have already been closed. Um, and then moral uh, regeneration. Um, yes, uh, some of the activities in the year under audit were affected by uh, COVID-19 uh, 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 in terms of the protocols and restrictions, because most of their activities are engagement uh, activities where they go out and have uh, events uh, uh, of different kinds. But I, I do not want to say there have not been uh, challenges. Uh, there are uh, some issues uh, that uh, uh, we have been grappling with as a fund uh, relating to the um, um, uh, way of reporting uh, to us. And these are issues that we are now looking into, trying to monitor them uh, in terms of the moral regeneration movement to monitor them uh, closely. Um, yes, I think I can stop that issue. Can I ask CFO? Thank you, DJ. Um, the matters that I would be responding to are one, the AFS not prepared in accordance with the prescripts. Uh, yes, unfortunately, Chairperson and members of the select committee, the AFS that we submitted to the AGSA at end of May last year had some misstatements, which uh, we had uh, now ended up correcting at the end of the audit. Mainly here were errors like uh, you'd find that the balancing or the, year, the outer year balance was not pulling in an Excel spreadsheet because when we were reporting, we had not yet finalized the transfer of data from the old 
former SRSA that sport and recreation database to the bus that we are using the GL that we are using of the former DAC. So we were using an Excel spreadsheet where we were combining the balances. So one of the errors were there, which AG picked. Unfortunately, it was a manual system that we're using whereby we had to create those spreadsheets ourselves for the purpose of reporting. But it's safe to say that uh, by the end of, uh, of October last year, of October this year, sorry, October this year, just before the audit, we had finalized the merging of the departments or of the database from the former sport database to the former DAC because we did not start afresh our financial systems. So we had to merge the balances. That was done correctly. And in the current year going forward, we saying to the select committee or we giving assurance that uh, that error margin or that risk of having an error would be eliminated because now when preparing the financial statements, we just download the trial balance as is from the system. There are no manual additions that we had to do. We have to do. Secondly, another misstatement was a contingent liability that we had overstated one of our contingent liabilities. Unfortunately, Chairperson and members, uh, the process of getting confirmations of our balances, it took longer than expected such that uh, in the current year to try and avert that, we are starting now with a end of beginning of January to say legal services must start uh, that process of getting confirmations so that when we disclose balances of cases that are still having possible, uh, being possible liabilities or possible contingent assets to the department, we've got confirmations because AG doesn't just take figures, we need to give them supporting documents. So those were the big amounts that led to the adjustments. The other adjustment, which was a small amount of the accruals, unfortunately, we had used a statement because as we were preparing the financials, we had not yet received the, the, the invoices and there was a, an invoice that was not included on the statement that we were using as at the end of March. Unfortunately, AG, when uh, uh, reviewing the financials, they would review as at the date of submission, which in this case was at the end of May. So they looked at all those invoices that were subsequently received in the department, but unfortunately were not on the statement that we had used on that DPW, so we had also an adjustment there. Going forward this year, we said we need to send confirmation letters on time and also ensure that uh, we check again after the closure of the balances or of the payments that would have been captured and we eliminate the misstatement in the accruals. So that what is what we have done. And also what we have done this year, Chairperson, we would uh, have a project team or a project plan, which uh, we would need to follow uh, for the preparation of the AFS. And also in our project plan, we're building in an ample time for internal audit to assist us also at, a re at reviewing 
their financial statements before we submit to the Auditor General. Unfortunately, in the year that we are reporting on, the time was very limited as, uh, unfortunately, COVID was affecting us. Now and then, uh, of the infections and the moving away from the department, and uh, our time, unfortunately, was really affected. We were not able to review or give internal audit on time their financial statements so that they can review. What we are planning to do, at least we need to give internal audit plus minus two weeks to review before we finally submit to audit committee and before we submit to uh, the AGSA. So that is what we're planning to do. On the matters of fruitless and wasteful expenditure, as the member correctly said, in the year under review, there were no new matters under the category of fruitless and wasteful expenditure. On the 89 million matters that were there, some of them are part of the investigations that were uh, being done and finalized during the year. And uh, some matters we will be requesting for condonement, but those that were referred outside to criminal investigations, those are the matters that we still uh, having to make follow-ups so that at the end we can ask for condoning of the fruitless and wasteful expenditure from the cases that were already investigated. The new matters on the irregular expenditure category, chairperson and members. One, uh, when the department, the former departments closed, they had uh, irregular expenditures that were for contracts that were already disclosed as irregular at the end of 1920. So in 2020, 2021, as we continuing with those contracts or those payments, we have to disclose those amounts as irregular. That is part of the 3,1. The new matters that were there at matters that AG picked that we had not picked up as a department, unfortunately, which are small amounts whereby you'd find that maybe a payment was made after an acting of someone has been uh, has, has lapsed and um, an acting letter of the new member or the new person or the, the, the payment was not signed by the new appointed person. So we are working with HR to ensure that for all SMS acting uh, that information, we, we, we put it on a, a plan or a project plan whereby SCM, as they're processing payments, they can do the cross-checking because sometimes we find the acting Mondile had ended and the payment was submitted to Smongile Mondile. Uh, and then they process that payment. So those errors or those mistakes like that, uh, that's what uh, landed us in having uh, some matters being classified as irregular expenditure, which Chairperson, uh, we have not yet finalized the, ex the investigations of the new matters as uh, we just closed. Uh, unfortunately, the audit ended a little bit late this year. But safe to say there is a task team that was instituted or that is sitting to look at these matters. In the current year or the year 2020-21, we had 
seven matters that are new that are adding to the old balances of the irregular expenditure, the committee would sit and review and make recommendations to DG on how these matters should be handled, whether there are people that are found that are liable to for consequence management, or also assess if there was a loss, and then we can do other steps of trying to uh, request national treasury to condone these matters. We're hoping that even on the old balances, we're gonna write to national treasury to request recording stopped. of recording in progress. Already consequence management as DG, DDG has stated that there were investigations on the old balances and there were people that have uh, been disciplined where the consequence or their disciplinary actions have been finalized. So we are in the process of writing to National Treasury to request condonement on those matters where investigations have been finalized. The matter of the 30-day payment, uh, if I were to comment DG on Chaperson, uh, that one pay, uh, payment that uh, we were found that we paid it under 33 days or on the 33rd day. That invoice was sent back to the end user because supply chain had questions on it. But unfortunately, the company or that uh, service provider could not give us a new invoice because they said their system could not reissue new invoices. And when AG is testing or when we're counting, because when the invoice is received, it gets stamped the receive date in the department. So unfortunately, those matters that were resolved were resolved late. And then the payment when was uh, authorized on the 19th of September, because we had received that payment uh, in August 2020. And then when it was authorized, unfortunately, it landed us outside 30 days. The correct way is to get a new invoice and stamp it afresh because that invoice, initial invoice, we would deem it as not being a finalized or as it not being a, a correct invoice to process. But unfortunately, that had happened, Chairperson. We had uh, spoke, we are speaking to our colleagues uh, or our officials that are processing payments to be sensitive and we're checking every time before a payment is authorized that it's within 30 days so that we avoid the matter of paying suppliers over 30 days. Thank you, DG and Chairperson. I hope I've answered all the questions. Can I ask the colleagues, Chairperson, to be quite brief? Uh, Ivan and then DDG Khan, just to the point, please. Okay. Thank you, uh, Chair and uh, uh, members and uh, uh, colleagues, and good afternoon to um, everyone. The um, questions that I will briefly respond to relate to the legacy uh, projects. Um, both the Chair and um, Honorable Christians asked on the um, progress with regard to the legacy projects, the investigations, and particularly the um, uh, 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 matters that were referred to the 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 hooks, um, the the hooks, uh, the matters uh, uh, that were referred to the hooks was a, a long list of, of of matters, 
but the ones that relate to the uh, legacy projects, um, I would regard to three three uh, legacy projects, the Enyokeni Cultural Precinct, the Jeldube Project, and the Nuamitwa um, uh, Cultural Precinct. Uh, those are the three that re- relate to, uh, to the legacy projects. We um, have asked the um, the hawks to prior- prioritize those projects, given uh, the um, re- repeat AG findings um, on those uh, projects and um, our um, uh, um, our desire to have the the um, uh, the the um, those projects and the consequences around those uh, those projects um, finalized. The Hawks requested uh, a uh, um, sworn affidavit uh, from the department through internal audit, um, confirming the details um, of the reports and the recommendations on those three uh, projects. And uh, the sworn affidavit was uh, was provided and uh, um, for the hopes then to continue um, then with the, 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 the prioritization of the investigations on those three uh, projects. And um, we are still awaiting through our internal audit as they are our um, liaison uh, um, interacting with the, with the hopes and providing feedback on whatever progress um, is provided uh, um, on the investigations. Um, then going back to the Sarah Bartman uh, uh, project, which is the uh, um, uh, delays on the Sarah Bartman project, and also just adding uh, um, that uh, um, the the latest that we we have from um, the Department of uh, um, Public Works and um, Infrastructure and uh, DDG can may, um, may 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 have um, even later figures, but um, the latest that I'm aware of is that um, progress on site um, before the contractor uh, um, disestablished uh, the site and the the contract with the contractor was terminated was at at over eighty percent. Um, in terms of uh, 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 the the budget, whether they are um, within budget or, or over budget, um, uh, there has been various escalations, of course, given the length of the of the project, and um, um, uh, these escalations uh, um, have um, uh, have been um, escalations both in terms of the work, but also, of course, in terms of the cost. And um, all of these escalations have been um, approved um, by Public Works and uh, the Department and 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 Treasury. So it, um, uh, 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 in terms of of um, the original budget of the project and where it is now, there has been increases uh, from the original budget, which was um, at 164 million. Um, which was the original budget and um, the latest cost of the project. Um, and once again, DDG Khan might might uh, have um, even later figures is that it is at um, um, 210, uh, 210 million. Um, but of course, this does not include 
the, uh, um, the, the items that are in dispute uh, um, with the contractor. I just thought that um, in addition to what um, has already been said and what DDG Khan may or, uh, still say, I would add uh, those two inputs. Thanks, uh, DG and Chair. DJ Khan, thank the you. Thank you. We must thank be brief. The chairperson indicated okay. that five o'clock. Yeah. Okay. Thank, thank you very much, DG. Uh, good afternoon, chairperson, and uh, good afternoon to uh, the members. Um, chairperson, I'm not going to uh, speak too much about. Um, uh, the details of Sarah Bachman. I think my colleague has spoken about it just to indicate that uh, the minister had raised these issues of the performance of many of the infrastructure projects with the Minister of uh, uh, Public Works uh, and Infrastructure. And uh, we've written to her and then we had a meeting with her as well. Uh, and we have then indicated to the Minister of Public Works that uh, the Department of Sport, Arts and Culture wants to take over the management of Sarah Bartman and also the HVAC, which is our archives project. Um, we had indicated also the uh, um, the Robin Island Museum. I'm going to talk about the Robin Island Museum as it was raised by the chairperson before I give some more uh, information on the Sarah Bartman. But if you look at the Robin Island Museum chairperson, you know that you know in 2018, just as a background, uh, several meetings took place with the DGs. Uh, and Robin Island wanted to take over the, being the implementing agent for both the capital works and the maintenance projects. Um, and in 2020, uh, DPWI approached a, a shared implementation approach and between them and DPWI, and they looked at some of the projects was the desalination water plant projects, the sewage a treatment plan project, the project which requires special heritage solutions such as the Blue Quarry and the projects that were below 500,000. Because, you know, the department had no jurisdiction to grant approval to the Robin Island Museum to take over these functions. There were still some uh, unresolved issues by the DPWI, and this was the appointment of a service provider for the facilities management. Uh, which was due in 20, February 2021, and there was no indication about the uh, appointment of a new uh, um, contract. But uh, Chairperson, be that as it may, uh, some progress has been noted in that area where uh, after the meeting with the minister, uh, with the ministers, the DPWI then had a new team that was deployed from the head office, uh, you know, led by one of the DDGs to fast track the implementation of the projects at Robin Island and especially the facilities, the total facilities management. Uh, DPWI also then approved a budget of 113 million for that project. Uh, and they started a procurement process and they provided a execution plan, which started, you know, with the bid uh, advert the advert uh, the advert advertisement process uh, advertisement process starting in uh, in uh, September 
and then they were hoping to finalize the awarding of the winning company uh, at the end of October. Uh, last week, there was a steering committee meeting, and I think uh, Chairperson, uh, at the time when they were taking over uh, some of the projects, the steering committee was dysfunctional. Uh, but since then, the steering committee is now up and running. So the steering committee had a meeting. And they were hoping that this awarding would have been done by the end of October. However, the report from the British Education Committee indicated that there were some technical issues. They would have to go back to National Treasury to look at that, but they could not uh, do an award. But be that as it may, um, uh, the, um, the process was through a closed bid because they do have a, a bouquet of services and through, so it didn't go out to an open tender. So they will be able to finalize and rectify some of the hitches that they have come across. Uh, in the meantime, you know, they still have uh, the interim arrangement of different service providers providing uh, maintenance at the facility um, on the island. Um, and they're hoping that, you know, in the next couple of weeks, they'll be able to finalize a, a tender process. Uh, with regard to the Sarah Bartman uh, project, as I indicated, uh, Chairperson, uh, the department had indicated to the, the both ministers had agreed that the Department of Sport, Arts and Culture will take over the management of those of the Sarah Bartman project. Uh, the DGs met and further to the DGs meeting, we've had a meeting with the DGG to DGD and other executives and managers, management of DPWI and ourselves to look at how, what were the, how we're going to implement this project. I think first and foremost, we needed to get a handover report from uh, DPWI in terms of the Sarah Bartman project and uh, to look at what the scope of work is going to be going forward. Uh, in a meeting that we had with them uh, two weeks ago, uh, they had indicated that, you know, they are willing to, they gave us, in fact, they had written, the minister had written to our minister to give us some options of how the how the uh, management of the facilities, the handover will take place. And one of the options was there'll be co-management. So we met with them to just get an idea and indicate how the co-management will work. Uh, and we're still finalizing the details. So we needed to understand roles and responsibilities who would sign, uh, I mean, how would the service providers be appointed? Uh, the indication was that there are contracts that are already in place with some of the, some organizations that can take over the management of the project. Uh, so we will, there are still some gray areas that we're working uh, with DBWI around that. Uh, in the meantime, our concern was what was happening on the ground. We were assured that there was a 24 hour security in place to safeguard uh, the the project as it is, so that there's no vandalism and theft around what was existing. Um, and, and, you know, once we finalize all of the other issues, you know, there'll be a seamless process of uh, continuing with the project. So that is where we are at. At this stage, we're not be able to say, I won't be able to tell you whether there'll be any additional funding, as Mr. Langefeld has indicated, uh, until we get all of those details finalized in terms of the management of the project going forward. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, Chairperson. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Chairperson. 
the chairperson, we're in your hands. Hello, chairperson. Hi, TG. We are in the I got I got cut off. Uh, oh, oh. We can hear you, Chairperson. When you said oh, oh we could hear you. Oh yeah, no. The, <laughs> the problem is the connection. Um, yeah, let me do this. I think we are there. Are there further? Are there any other additions to the answers given? I got cut off. Uh, very sorry. Not your person. We were just confirming that uh, uh, on your major concern of the rim, we provided the fifty-nine million to save jobs as well as uh, make sure that salaries are not cut and the shutdown. And then there was okay. a breakdown. Yes, of the going forward the securing of the budget to maintain and upgrade and also um, and look after the projects that were there. And we gave the breakdown of the both okay, capital sure. work as well as the maintenance budget. Um, and that there are governance structures that are doing oversight to monitor the project, uh, Jefferson. Uh, therefore, we believe that uh, with Ropen Island, um, everything is now on track to make sure that okay. that is restored to exact glory. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Um, if there are other questions that members would like to ask, uh, we'll do that in writing and send them to to your good selves. Um, yeah. If there is no any other matter, I think we should go to close this part of the meeting and release you, DG, and the team. Shoo. Our office, our constituents' office is near, it takes the rank, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to move from the office to outside, it even gets worse. Um, yeah. Uh, let's release you, DG, and then we'll move to the administrative part of our meeting. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members. Have a great evening. Thanks. Goodbye. Thanks, Um Tando. Tando. Oh, yeah, yeah, minutes for the minutes of the meeting of the meeting of the 24th. Uh, any matters arising? If there's no matter arising, uh, any mover for adoption of this minute? The minutes have been with us for quite 
The minister has been with us for quite some time. Hello? Don't get any moves for the adoption Don't get any moves, any second. Lehisha. Oh, Honorable Senyanya Lehihi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, is there any other matter, um, Noltando? Nothing else, sir. If there's nothing, uh, let me take this opportunity to thank the members for having stayed there. There was no break today. We went from 10 until 5 o'clock. Um, thank you very much. This meeting is adjourned. Bye, thank you. Recording stopped. La 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 la.